0: Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today at the She's Invincible podcast. And we have in our studio today the amazing, and when I say amazing, I mean amazing, Fabulous, Doris Birch. She is the founder of The Fab Factor, a premier boutique coaching company. She is the host of the New Fab You Show podcast. She's a best-selling author, motivational speaker, as part of her transformational movement for women to don't be invisible. Be fabulous. Welcome, Doris Birch. Hi, Cammie. Thank you for having me on She's Invincible. Oh, my gosh, girl, you are fabulous and I believe you are invincible. And it is such a joy to have you here today. And so, gosh, you know, I feel I like when I met you, I was magnetically attracted to you. I love so many things about you. I love how real you are, how bold you are, how authentic you are. You know, when you're with Doris Birch, you don't wonder what she's thinking. She will tell you and you will know. And you know what? I love that about you. And so I'm so honored to have you here today to share you with our listeners and share about what makes you fabulous, what does fabulous mean, what makes you invincible, and so let's start with this. Let's start with where, how did you get here, like where did you start, how did you end up here?
1: Well, you know, my whole journey was the corporate track. So I'm a former corporate girl who had this calling within myself for a very long time That there was something more. There was something more than just the corporate thing. And as much as I will say, you know, the corporate career I had was great. However, because that this thing that was going on inside of me that was just saying there was something more, that I just actually had to like be like, okay. And so, really, from a journaling moment in October of 94, when I just kept praying, I was praying and journaling, praying and journaling, constantly, like, there's something more. I just know there's something more, that this is not it. And I have my Moses Burning Bush moment where the voice of God told me, he was like, Doris, you will be on a platform empowering women to be the highest version of who I created them to be. And that was the defining moment when I was like, okay. But you get caught up in the how, because it's like, that sounds like an incredible journey to go on, but I don't understand how I'm playing a part in that. So because of that, that voice of God being planted into me, it started to open up for me to get to this place of finally stepping out of corporate and then into the journey of direct sales to then creating my coaching business. Um, and so that's how I got here.
0: I love it. Now I know when I look up the word fabulous in the dictionary, I know that you are all the things in that definition, but could you share with our listeners what fabulous means to you? Well, fabulous for me means is that the
1: fork feeling that when you own your power, um, and you own that within that power of choosing your fabulousness that you can do be and have anything that you want that's what it really is it's it's a feeling and thoughts and feelings are the most powerful um forces that we have within ourselves so when i hold myself to that fabulousness that feeling of that kind of elevation that kind of frequency it allows and supports me to do everything that i do
0: and so what about the fat factor? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, the fat factor is
1: an awakening. It is the work around the fat factor is for women to awaken to their fat factor, which holds the keys to your greatest power, beauty, and wealth. And it taps into the frequency, which is subconscious reprogramming, the vibrational um, space that you're really operating in, and the energetic um, energy that you're putting out so your energy and your vibration and then your frequency when it's all in alignment when your subconscious is programmed to the to the be to who you're being we focus on the beingness of the woman first and foremost because we think that anything else outside of working on who you're being does not support a woman in really having the life that she wants her most fabulous life and so the fat factor allows when a woman awakens to her own fat factor which we think women have it within themselves to awaken to is that they're really consciously being in a place to to reprogram, rewire, recode their subconsciousness. So they're actually being the moment they want. They're in that truth. And then their vibrational alignment will rise up to that. And then their energy force will support them in having, having it all, you know, having a seat at the I want it all table.
0: I love that. I do. Yeah. I have a seat there and I know you do too, right? Yes. And I love um, what you're doing to help other women have a seat there as well. So let's talk a little bit about that. What kinds of things are you doing within the Fab Factor uh, and your coaching business to help women do this? Well, so since
1: my target is on women being, and I like to focus with women entrepreneurs because the reason being is that the ultimate reason on who a woman gets to be is also tied to her money. And so I'm like when women entrepreneurs have, um, understand the power of economics in their business that their businesses can create wealth and that they can have a legacy move so they can make bigger impacts in the world is because money is energy and it's energy has a frequency and the frequency can be held. And so when women understand the frequencies you hold are the place from which you attract and create. So if you haven't reprogrammed your subconscious and did your re- rewiring, recoding, your frequency could be at such a level where you have all these limited beliefs. And so that's the space you're holding and that's the space you're attracting and creating from. And you may not be getting the results that you want. So you have to tap into a feeling, a decision, an intention, an expectation, your imagination, your thoughts, your word, etc. I'll create the frequency, that's subconscious reprogramming. And so energy is the place you act from. Energy is the thing that backs you. Energy is the thing that you tap into to gain support and certainty, because certainty is very important in knowing who you are and who you're being, and the energy is always available to you. So we are like immersion and embodiment of the energy and the frequency of the thing to naturally find yourself taking action that creates more of that thing, what the thing you want to create who is the, the being that you want to
0: be and that's the work oh girl that is powerful so let's talk about you know you say about stepping into the work you're truly called to do so some some of us are walking around like zombies right we we're stuck in where we are today and we don't really know what we're called to do so what would you say to someone who like you know you know that maybe they're made for more and they haven't figured that out yet, or maybe they have, but they're not sure, you know, what step, as you said, to take, what would you say the first step would be? Besides call the fabulous doors, birds, right? Right,
1: well, you know, here's the deal. I I truly do believe that we all get some kind of sign on who it is we're supposed to be and what it is we want to do. Um, But it takes the ability to put doubt aside And to, you know, what we say here at the Fat Factor is to really give yourself that unapologetic permission with boldness to really uncover it. And here's the thing, even if you don't really know what it is, but you know there's a step to take, you know, we say the world is your runway and how do you walk a runway one step at a time? If women start taking those steps towards just doing something that will take them to where they wanna be and really operating from that confidence, and that truth of, of just knowing that there is something more for them to do. And then it starts to rebuild itself. You know, sometimes I think women want to have the whole picture laid out. I, I tell you, this here, this whole picture didn't show up itself, you know, but I knew I was supposed to do something. And I just started moving towards it. And as I kept moving towards it, taking that one step in front of the other, Then I started to open up the doors that allowed me to step into it. And I think when people know that they have a purpose, that their life matters, that they are here on purpose, that people need their gifts and they understand they need to work at their highest service, then that allows them to just trust. And there's a trusting that must take place within a woman to step into and choosing to know her fabulousness.
0: I love that. I love that. So, and I know you are an author. So let's talk a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit about some of your books. Yes, yes, yes. So I stepped into the magical space
1: of doing anthology books. Um, I also have my single book as an author, but anthology books are like my way to support other women in their own Don't Be Invisible, Be Fabulous moments and stepping into being an author so that their voice, their message can then hit out into the world. One of the things I know that I'm or mandated to do is touch you know, a million women's lives, billions of women's lives. And also I know that maybe my voice isn't the only voice to do so. So by the, the anthology books, all under the series of Don't Be Invisible, Be Fabulous, there are women who are also sharing their stories to support women, in moving forward in and it's all a part of the ripple effect because I was like a story your story has power and your story changes lives and we all have been been impacted by a woman or someone sharing their story through a book that will change us and and take us somewhere that we have been that we're destined to go to so that's exciting about being an author and, and also supporting other women in being authors as well
0: so um here's a question for you. Was there ever a time in your life that you felt invisible yourself? you know the
1: i I have the point where my thing was I grew up doing jazz tap and ballet, so dancing, and then modeling so that was something my mom had me in as a young girl, growing into a young Young woman, a young teenager, teenager, a young adult, and, and up to my you know thirties. So those were part of my life. So those gave me the ability to get really comfortable at a young age with visibility. Now here's the thing about invisibility: even when you appear to be somebody who looks like you're very visible, you can still hold yourself back. So yeah, there are moments where I would, you know, my too muchness could have could get in the way. And that I will allow myself to shrink and hold back and be invisible for what I know I'm here to do because it would just sometimes be, you know, I mean, like people really able to handle, you know, how I come out into the world, how I just put myself out there and just, you know, sort of unapologetic. And there would be a move that I could make, you know, for example, I remember the very first time when I launched the business, I did a telesummit when people told me I couldn't do one. And that was no way I was supposed to do it because I was just new. I didn't know anybody. And you know, I just was like, I'm just doing a thing. I didn't even know that I couldn't even do it. I just was like, I'm not going to listen to somebody say what I can't do is not even in this space. I'm just going to do it. But I'm going to tell you what that did. I did it. But then after I did it, then I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Was that too much? Should I have done that? And did I shrink a little? I did. Did I become invisible some? Yeah, because I was like, you know, where do I go next? Oh, and, and that held me
0: back for, for another six months. So you have hands-on experience with being invisible in that way. That's, that's amazing. Usually, you know, our message ends up being something that we have overcome. So I love that. And here's another one for you. You mentioned about legacy and legacy moves, and let's talk a little bit about that. So what is the legacy that you are building right now? Well, with,
1: movement of the don't be invisible be fabulous that is the legacy move that movement that message is very important for women because the truth is most women are invisible to themselves so the don't be invisible first and foremost is to yourself when a woman can get into her truth about who she really wants to be and and step into that unapologetically and giving herself that permission and then to step into the Be Fabulous aspects. And, and of course, in our world, Be Fabulous is there, you know, we have say there's eight layers in the process of being fabulous. So the whole legacy move of this movement of women knowing to don't be invisible, to be fabulous is what I'm here for.
0: I love it. And that's what you want to be remembered for?
1: And That is what I want to be remembered for.
0: I love that. I love that. Well, let's tell everyone where they can find you well you can find
1: me my website is the Fab factor by the fabulous doris birch oh my gosh and then my personal page is doris birch so you can find me there and on instagram i am the fabulous doris birch there's a mini we'll have links
0: i love it i love it and i know anyone just searches fabulous and when i type in the word fabulous on facebook you pop up so <laughs> i don't think if you say fabulous i don't think they can't find you okay. <laughs> Too cool. Oh, that's exciting. Yay. It's true. Every time, and I use the word fabulous a lot. So every time I try to type in that word fabulous, like I had a fabulous day or, you know, I got to speak with the fabulous somebody, uh, your name pops right up that I can tag you. So yeah, we can find you. I love it. And also for the listeners, uh, all of the links to Doris's sites will be in the show notes. So be sure to check them out there. Well, Doris, this has been so fun and we promise our listeners, you know, we we know that women compare themselves and w- what they're comparing is your mountaintop experience and success with their journey. And yes. so when they see you at your mountaintop with self-esteem and self-confidence and courage and all those things, they think they can't do it. And that's just crazy. The The problem here is that they have never seen your journey and they don't know that, or even I should say they don't realize that you overcame many obstacles to your success as well and that you continue to do that today right so what I would love to do right now is just dig in a little bit to your journey on the success that you've had to this point and I want to share a story with our listeners about the good so could you share a good story with us about your journey well, you know,
1: the good thing is, is just that I have been very committed to really being in tune. So, in my journaling and in my um, devotion time, being really clear, just to ask, what's the next step? And so, um, I mentioned earlier, you know, being an author in the anthology book series that took me by surprise. That. You know, to know that we're now getting ready to, you know, we're calling in the women for the sixth book, the sixth anthology book, over 40 women who are sharing their stories. That in itself is so amazing that I became the woman that could call in women to share their stories and create a
0: book series.
1: Yeah, that's the good.
0: I love it. And you built that platform for other women to share. And I love that. Okay. So we have to talk about the bad because this is where we get to deliver hope and we get to encourage our listeners if they may be. And, and most likely uh, some of them are in a place right now. So share with us one of your stories that wasn't so good.
1: Well, I'm going to keep it tied into to the book thing. So, okay. You, you create a platform for women to tell their stories. And you are here to, to be the, the leader of these women who are already leaders in, in their prospective places. But in that, there, there could be a woman who, who decides that something happens in the process. And, and so you, the leader of the, of the thing, me, that this person will target you. Something just triggers them about who you're being. And, it, and they target you. And so I've had that happen. I've had a woman who just totally got triggered by something I said um, and retaliated on me. And, and that's a hard thing to have that happen to you because you know that you were not doing anything but being who you are. And you being who you are affected someone so much so that whatever was going on in their life, you were the you were the scapegoat and just because they're targeting you and just because you are confident as people see me and just because you know I'm the fabulous Doris birch and all this that I don't have any feelings or that I won't be shaken by someone attacking me or trying you know to to blame me for something that's a hard thing to to handle and what I realized when that happened was that you know you know to take a step back Look at all the women that I have, have followed and, and mentored under and, and women who are doing great things in the world. It's part of the territory. And so it, w- it was something to get comfortable with. You're uncomfortable with it, but it's, it's getting comfortable with, okay, if you're going to still be doing this thing, if you're going to still have this voice and this message, then you're going to have to realize that sometimes somebody's not going to be happy with you and they're gonna attack you. And it has nothing to do with you and it has something to do with them. And so that's, that is a thing to, to, to embrace and get over, but it's hard, but it, it, it's an elevation and an expansion that I had to go through.
0: Oh my gosh. You know, and I've often heard it said, if you don't want to be criticized, don't do anything big in the world, right? Because the haters aren't hating the people doing nothing. They're hating the people that are making a huge difference in the world. And that's what you're doing. And so I, yeah, yeah. And we're, you're right as leaders and as the, you know, world changers and women empowerment as we help women to be empowered, we're, we're setting ourselves up for that. And, uh, we have to be thick skinned, right? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you do. do. Yeah, yeah. So tell me this, you know, going through that. And I know that's difficult because it can sometimes make you question like, are they right? Am I what they're saying? What am I doing? Am I doing the right thing? And then you have to get back on track, like, oh, that's crazy, right? You know, I'm on a mission bigger than the world here. So what how how would how did you get back to, you know, just overcoming that and, and taking your step and standing firm and believing who you are and and then carrying on to this mission?
1: Well, yeah, because you because you have to realize when that for me, when that thing happened that didn't just happen between me and that person. That person did it in in the in the with all the authors that were part of that particular book. And so it became everybody saw the post. Everybody saw me being attacked, you know, to that thing. And you the leader is like, (laughs) okay, your mind could be like does everybody feel that way? you know do they all think this about me what this woman has said? Is that true? And this is when you have to know who you are irregardless of what anybody says about you and if they all believed her, what do you believe about yourself? What did I believe about myself at that moment? Was that true? And it was not. It was not my truth. It wasn't my truth at all. So I had to hold on to that. And which is why I find it so important in the work that I do with women to know your own truth. Because if the world comes at you and says something that is not your truth, when you know your truth, you stand on that. It won't, you you may wobble, and you may even fall down, but you will get back up on your two feet and you will keep moving. And that is what I had to do. That wobble and that threw me off a little. And I was like, okay, but that's not my truth. What, what she has said is not true about me at all. So since that is not my truth and that, and, and it is nothing that she says is gonna make that be my truth. And I don't care if any of them think that, I know it's not. And that's what got me to keep going forward. That's what got me to do the next book. Cause I could have stopped and said, oh my gosh, I shouldn't do another book, but I did another book and then another book. And so that's how you hold on. Cause you know, you're real true.
0: I love it. And you can't hide the truth, right? Like you continue to do these books and they continue to be, you know, bestsellers and Then it just speaks for itself. Oh, I love that. And to know your truth and hold on to that so you can get back up, girl. That is what makes invincible invincible. I love that. Okay. Oh, gosh. So that was powerful. That, And I know that many of our listeners have, I'm sure, if they haven't already gone through something like that, they will. And you they just will. prepared them, right? They, they should will. prepare thyself. It's coming. <laughs> okay. So I, you know, and what's really fun about this is that we can actually laugh about it now. And I think that in every uh, discouraging moment, we need to remember, like, one day we are going to laugh about this, right? Yeah, one okay. day. One yeah. day, Yeah. So let's talk about the ugly. I know, you know, success does not come without the ugly. I, I haven't yet met someone who has been successful who has not had it ugly to share. So could you share something with us to encourage our listeners?
1: Yeah. So the ugly thing I will, you know, people would never know. Here's the thing for me is that ugly will show up. Your character will always be on point me talking early about your truth, that has to stay even when it gets to be ugly, ugly, like ugly. And so in 2017, my coaching side turned real ugly, where I had clients who just stopped. Not pay me, go away, everything. And that makes you question, how, what did I do? What happened that this happened? And how do you keep going forward? And it was like, your money gets cut off. (laughs) When your money get cut off and you're like, oh my gosh money that you need because you're a businesswoman for your business, for your life, period, goes away. Just cuts off. Not one, two, three, like all clients in 2017, gradually just went away. And I had to really go in and I had to really look at each of those women. I had to look at myself. And I had to get honest. And if when I got honest about it, each one represented what I did not want. Because I'm journaling at the same time. I'm constantly redefining what I want my business to look like. I'm now really getting more clear on who my client was. See, in 2017, one of the things I told my mentor was that I wanted clients like me. All in, will do the work, because not for me, because they want what they say they want. See, I want what I say I want, but when I'm working with my coaches, I'm gonna do the work on me to get to what I want because I know what I wanna do in the world. Well, I wanted those clients, so I'm journaling that. Over and over, I'm redefining my client. So those clients had to go away. Once I got really clear that this is what was happening, that I created the manifestation of losing all those clients in 2017, because none of them represented an ideal version of me as a client. They did not want what they said they wanted. They were not doing the work that they said they would do. And so, because they didn't fall in alignment that was in alignment of the client that I had described I wanted, they had to go away. Now, I didn't know I was going to create them going away by defining who I wanted to work with. But it makes you get clear because when I'm like handed, you know, I didn't discover that initially. You know, and it hit me hard. It hit me hard in 2017 that, you know, it was like, income loss and then you're like all right whatever is this how it looks this is how it looks now we're gonna rebuild it now we're gonna now only work with it with the women we want to work with good they cleared the space but that's the ugly that's the real ugly and until you get really clear with yourself on what you really want your business to look like which I think a lot of times in business that we don't get that clear about it to that degree. If I wish I had known, you know, in the beginning that I could have just defined that kind of client from the get-go, but I didn't know it, you know, and I learned it and it's just an evolution. But the thing is, is when you aren't clear about what you want your business to look like, you're, and you start getting clear on what you want your business to look like, when your business starts to shake things up, um, it's because it's only there to support you in who you're here to be, what you're to create and what everything needs to look like going forward. Because I think even though, because I am in business, I get to choose that I should have an enjoyable business and it should be the most fabulous business ever. But well, it's not fabulous when you're working with women. For me, it's not fabulous to work with clients who don't want what they want. It's actually boring and um, it's nothing inspiring about that.
0: Oh, there's so many things we could talk about here. Oh, my goodness. My first, wow. So my first thought is uh, be careful what you ask for, right? Like, that was the first thing. And then the second thing is you have to let go of the good to get the great, right? Yeah, you do. You have to, it is so true.
1: You have to let go of the good to get the great. It, none of us should have just good businesses, no, we should have I agree. Great, the most fabulous business that we want. We and if you have a good business, let it go and get the great business.
0: That is so. I just, this just is so such a great lesson here, Doris. And I know the experience you could probably toss out. Right? No one wants to remember the experience, but the lesson is tremendous. And now here
1: and, and let me share this too, Cami, because here's the deal: in 2017, nobody knew that was happening. See, that's the difference because, you know, what I thought was powerful is to hold the space for who I was stepping into being. And I did not reveal, I did not move an ounce. If you knew me in 2017, you would never know I didn't, that all my coaching clients went away.
0: I actually did know you then. And I can honestly tell you that I had no idea. No
1: idea, because cause cause that's when people ask me, oh, Doris, are you always fabulous? I am always fabulous, irregardless of circumstance. That circumstance of those women, all all the money just going out the door, reoccurring payments, no more. And here's the deal, I didn't even bother about it. I didn't even question. I let them all go. I didn't, I let them all go. I didn't reach out saying anything I let them all go and I blessed them I really did I didn't get all caught up with oh my gosh yes it hit me hard because I needed that money trust me (laughs) I needed that money but I let it all go and I didn't even reveal out in the world at all that I was experiencing any of that and I think that was a testament to me
0: really rising up and now that you're where you are now today, would you agree that you were grateful for that experience and that shift to be able to let go and be able to go ahead and and take ad, you know uh, hold of what you really did want and all the things that you had been journaling?
1: I am so grateful because I stepped into the price point I wanted to have um, in my coaching. Um, which is so much more better. And it's and it's an uh, energetic vibrational match to who I am. And so the, the women I work with are at a vibrational match for that kind of level of, of playing uh, so much bigger and really want to step into being fabulous. So I am so grateful for that. And I think that, you know, and, it, and the thing is it, it reveals where you have been afraid and where you have had some doubts and insecurities and certainty. And this is 20. Is this? 2020, 2019. You know, you, I always have a word for the year and each year is it's, it taps into, you know, that belief that you need to evolve and step into. But when you get to that truth of who you are for real, you can't nothing but be grateful for whatever comes in your business that gets you to that point and you stay in the game. Without revealing the woe is me and, and all the fear and all the doubts that come with that, you have to rise up. And is it hard to rise up? Yeah, but that's why you got to do the mental work, break down them subconscious. You know, I, I'm a, my own client all the time with my work. So I had to take myself back through the eight layers of fabulous.
0: I love that and rise up, right? We have to rise above those things. If we're ever going to make a big impact in the world, if we're ever going to live our best life and show up as the best version of ourselves, we have to rise up above all of these things. And that is what makes us invincible. Oh my gosh, Doris, this has been such a joy to have you and have this conversation with you. And to our listeners, you heard it from herself, the fabulous Doris Birch. Don't be invisible. Be fabulous. Yes. I love it. Okay, ladies, I don't know where you are right now in the world and I have no idea where you are in your business, but if you are face down on the ground right now, get back up, girl. Get back up. You can do it.